0: One minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see.
1: Working jobs we hate, we buy shit we don't need. My dear, if you had one shot,
0: everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now your fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Matthew Janusek, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for inviting
0: me. I'm excited for our conversation. Our audience is a pretty savvy group and a lot of health and wellness professionals. And I think the the topics that we're going to dive into today are going to be enlightening uh, for, for many individuals, including those that aren't health professionals. But for our listeners who might not be familiar with your work, can you give us a little bit of your origin story, your background, and how we got here?
1: Yeah, which which bit do you want me to start? I'm I'm 51 years old, so it, so it could be a long time. Like, is there any
0: <laughs> start with when you were a tadpole in your daddy's ball sack? Uh, no,
1: that's I mean, start, when it will happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 a little bit of your background in health and fitness, and then and then kind of how that uh, grew into your entrepreneurial ventures and and some of the successes that you've had there.
1: Yeah, junior bodybuilder. Um, just wanted to. When I was a kid, wanted wanted big biceps, and um, that was like my my friends around me were all a bit older, and and I'm like, yeah, I, I want um, Can I swear on here? I just want to check. Yeah, out of course. Oh, saying, let it oh, rip. I yeah, I um, I just kind of, I just wanted these arms that my friends had, and and then that kind of led into me getting, you know, getting getting some weights, getting my friends getting some weights, and then getting involved in bodybuilding, and then I was a junior bodybuilder up until about 21. And then I, I just always enjoyed being around gyms, working out, training the the kind of the, the lifestyle really of it and uh, when I was about 28 managed to start a business with my father importing uh, dumbbells and weight plates so oh. so that was that was a long time ago uh, twenty 20 plus years ago and we we sort of started from spare bedroom in his in his house and we turned it into a global Business selling, you know, designing gyms, providing workout programs, um, manufacturing, designing equipment, and, um, and and sort of helping people get get healthy. Essentially, how are your shipping costs? Yeah, brutal. Anyone that's uh, that ships or imports or exports will realize. Yeah, it's it's not good, and it's not going to get any better. Just, uh, just, just that, that's good news. It's uh, it's it's likely to be with us for for quite some time now unfortunately yeah so that's that's a challenge particularly when you're shipping big heavy heavy stuff around the country and not not the best thing to be moving yeah i
0: i have limited experience on the bodybuilding side i only did one competition in, in my life and it was this contest that sylvester stallone had for a company that he was launching and i went all in and i was doing all the things and you know painted myself tan and 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 all of that And it was a great experience you know i'd be I, I, was, I was burning the candle at both ends and it was very challenging to like wake up i had a corporate job at the time so i'd have the alarm go off and i'd be like in bed trying to throw the pre-workout into my shaker bottle so that i could like you know get to the gym and get it done and then work all day and then do stuff after work but the the discipline that that experience uh, helped garner was like uh invaluable You know, I was, I was curious, like, what was your experience like as a junior bodybuilder? And and what were some of the things that you gained from, from that? How did it help shape you as a man?
1: One of the biggest things really was, was the personal motivation. I I guess with, even with any kind of exercise, the the challenge is is sticking to a a workout program. I think that's probably the most difficult thing for anyone to do because, because working out isn't, fun for most people it's not enjoyable but it's difficult and when it's dark and cold in the morning or in the evening then then the choice of sitting in the house and eating or watching something or going to the gym it's 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 difficult for a lot of people and and so when i was competing for i don't know second or third show i had a, a great workout partner that we we used to just bring out the best in each other we you know as you know when you're training at that level you you've got to really take it up a notch. And so we used to come in and, and we were really, we used to get some fantastic gains just through the energy that we had. And and then I can't remember exactly what it was, whether it's, it was something with his girlfriend or he had to move. But anyway, just sort of running up to my pre-competition, he, he dropped out and he's like, look, I can't be your training partner anymore. I'm not going to be around. And so when you're in that stage and and you kind of almost like need this person uh, to be around you and then not having anyone and and finding someone like we didn't used to have personal trainers and stuff back then not certainly not where I was from so trying to find someone that was the right type of person to train with you was was extremely difficult so I had to do it on my own mm-hmm. and um, I just remember going in the gym on a Monday thinking he was going to be there and then finding this out and then having to create the motivation to sort of drum up that intensity and it was it was a real it was a very memorable, but very sad moment. I thought, shit, what am I, what am I going to do? And yeah. obviously I sort of, you know, had to pick myself up, get my head into it. And I thought I'm going to have to do this myself. And and I did. And, um, but it was a really, it was an interesting moment because it was, it was coming away from sort of having someone else that was doing it for you to having to do it yourself. And, and although it was a very young age where that happened to me, it's, it's probably one of the key things that now at my age has, has kept me working out for whatever 30 plus years uh, with regardless of what's going on in my life and where i am and how i feel i've i've always been able to sort of create that that ability to to get in get in the gym and, and do the business and and a lot of a lot of times it's just really in some cases just getting in the gym and saying okay well maybe i'm not going to do everything as day but i'm just going to get in there and i'm going to do something basic because once you get in there i find then and you get warm and you you know, you, you, you start moving, then it's a lot easier to kind of do more, but Mm -hmm. the the most difficult part of the workout is just getting in the gym and getting started. I think
0: a hundred percent. Yeah. And and you real, like hindsight's 2020, I've only had a small number of training partners over the years and you don't necessarily realize at the time how special those are, but, but, you know, those moments where you, it's, it's sort of thrust upon you to start self-sourcing your motivation and to be like, all right, if it's, if I'm committed to getting to the gym, you know, four days a week, five days a week, six days a week, whatever it is for you, if, if you've made that commitment, there can also be this situation that you run into if your partner isn't motivated, where it can actually take you down, you know, and mm-hmm. hold you back where you get someone where they're like, ah, I'm not going to go today. Or I had something come up and then you're like, ah, me too. You know, so I think it's I think it's important to, on one hand, recognize how special those training partners that you can show up and crush with those people that push you to get to, to, to get outside of your comfort zone and to do more than you would do on your own. How special that is. But at the same time, not giving away your power uh, um, or, you know, kind of falling into any of these patterns where like you're going to do it no matter what, whether they're there or not. And mm. if they're there and then they add to it, it's like gravy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Right. Okay. So you started learning how to self-source this, this motivation and sort of just the recognition. And I totally agree. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to do when I go to the gym, but you just get there and you get some ideas or you're, you know, you're, you're driving to the gym and you start thinking, all right, what haven't I done in a while? What are some fun exercises? What does my body feel like it needs? If you carve out the time just to show up and you're like, I got 55 minutes, you know, let's get some strength, let's get some cardio, maybe hit the sauna. You'll be surprised how easy it is to fill that window, but you don't even get out the gates if you don't get your butt to the gym and and have that change of environment that, that often catalyzes the creativity to, to kind of fill in the gaps. You know, you don't have to have this intricate workout plan built out. Just get yourself there and you might even be inspired by seeing stuff other people are doing
1: hmm yeah yeah that's right absolutely
0: and so how old were you when you launched this uh this importing business with your dad
1: probably um we, we kind of we were working on it for a number of years and like anything in business it takes a while well in the way we did it um it takes a while to get it started but we spent about two years trying to get a product and and not quite figuring it out, and um, so there was a there was a lot of work and frustration about actually getting it started. In some cases, that's that can be quite difficult for most people. It's just getting something, getting an idea, and 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 breathing life into that idea, and, and developing a bit of a customer base, and 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 getting it started. So it, it took some time, but I would say probably sort of mid, mid to late twenties. We we officially started. I think our first customer was um, was in about. October nineteen ninety eight from memory, but there was there was a lot of work before that that first customer happened. A lot, a lot of lot of sort of ideas and and money spent and um, and energy that went into it.
0: Yeah, how would you describe that vetting process of of honing in on what your business was going to be and you know what what in what ways you guys wanted to add value to the world. You know, a lot of people like want to start businesses, they want to be less uh, reliant on someone else or working for someone else. But it can be a daunting task to say, all right, what's a what's a need in the market that I feel qualified to serve? And uh, what did that process kind of look like for you and your dad
1: at the time? It was pretty unsophisticated compared to what what we do now, if I'm honest, I didn't know a lot about. Business at all, really, uh, as you don't unless you've been unless you've sort of worked for a company and have been able to learn it. But if if, if you've not, then um, I know how to sell from previous things. But that that was about it. I I'm, I kind of had a bit of a a bit of an idea that I, I used to like working out with uh, with these rubber covered weight plates and dumbbells and and whenever I went to a gym, you know, you was always fighting over the nicer plates and and stuff to work out on. And so I was like, okay, well, this is the stuff I like and there's not many gyms that are doing it. And and so I I guess I found a little bit of a, what I thought was a problem that needed to be solved, which is always a good thing because a lot of times people create a product that, that doesn't really solve a problem or if it does, it doesn't solve a problem that people are really bothered about it solving. But I I didn't think in that way then it was just like, okay, well, that seems like a cool idea. And I could, I think I could sell it to a lot of gyms. And I just wanted to be around, I wanted to get out of what I was doing and I wanted to travel and meet people and hang out in gyms and, and and make a little bit of money that, that it was, it was a pretty basic uh, goal. And, and, and I suppose through a little bit of, um, a little bit of a plan and a huge amount of hard work and effort and determination to get into that business. I just wanted to get into a cool business and fitness for me was a cool business to do and I was going to do anything it took to to find something to get started and um and then you know we figured it out. Um you always get a little bit it always helps to get a bit of luck and some people could say well what what is luck and I always say to my, my children, it's, it's like, look, you know, you have to put in the work and then when that once in a lifetime opportunity passes you, you're ready to strike. But if Mm -hmm. you're not out there doing the work, then when that comes, you're not ready. And then you miss the opportunity. So Mm -hmm. we put in a lot of work and, and, and through the 20, whatever years we've been around, we've, we've continued to move forward and, and, Take opportunities we, as I said, we started in a little bedroom in the middle of nowhere in in england and and now we're in about forty or fifty countries where you know we 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 moved and set up a business in the u s ten years ago and I'm out here in California and you know just just that in itself was was a bit of a dream that we were able to sort of make a reality through uh, through what we we're doing in our business
0: were, were there any times early on where you or your father didn't think it was going to work.
1: I think there's times, all the time, like we just come out of the worst pandemic the world has ever seen. Uh, well, but yeah, we nobody, we've not been through this. Nobody's been through this. It's, it, you know, recessions are bad, which we've had two of them. But then you kind of have a pandemic and a supply chain crisis. Uh, that's that's pretty difficult. So it happens a lot. And I suppose if you're in business or thinking about getting into a business, you you have to. I suppose, be aware of, of, of that is part of just what what happens. You know, it's, it's not, there's the good parts of it, but the majority of doing it is is, is hard work and solving a lot of problems and and uh, dealing with a lot of pressure. And if you don't want that, you're better off working for someone that wants to take that and just being, you know, just, just being good at what you do and, and, and not having the, the stress, you know, finding money, getting customers, dealing with, with people, it's 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 um it's not all it's not all the fun that it looks like on Instagram when you see people driving their private flying their private jets and sitting in Ferraris talking about yeah. how you can do it in ninety days. For sure, for sure.
0: When so when people ask you about like what it takes to to grow a fitness business as an entrepreneur or your favorite story about Growing a fitness business as an entrepreneur, like what's what's the story that you tell the most at a cocktail party or when you're out, you know, I don't know if you drink or what, but either, either way, when you're just out socializing and stuff, and and you know the 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 battle scar story of entrepreneurship that you find yourself telling people most often.
1: Hmm, that's an interesting question. I I suppose I have not got a go-to one. I think hmm, I'll have to give I'll have to give, yeah. I, I suppose I I don't have. Uh, I don't have a. <laughs> I've not got one I can think of. Maybe if, we, can, let we it, can. We can. move on. If it comes, if it comes to you, let me know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot. A lot happens in. A lot's happened since we've been here. So I've, there's there's a lot of stories. It, there, I suppose it depends on the situation, you know. Um, and that's the thing, you know. In, in business, you've got, you know, like as you as you build it, you you you've got your your suppliers. You, you're developing products. You're hiring people. You're you're going into new countries, you're dealing with customers, you know, they, I suppose there's so many different areas that um that you can talk about. I, I suppose them you know, the the probably the most interesting thing for me is is that although it's been a lot of good times and, and bad times, um the 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 business has been a great vehicle. It's 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 why I'm here, it's why how I met my wife, it's 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 where I am in in my life now and and the things that I'm able to do. Uh, That are not necessarily financially based. It's it's the people I've met. It's the connections I've got. And and I suppose you know when you look at business, it becomes more of a of a sort of of a purpose and as a as a mission as opposed to something that you use just to make money from. Because I think if you just go into it, and people used to say that to me, and I used to think they're talking bollocks because it's like no why 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 else would you go into business? And 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 I guess if that is your only motivation, I think it's very difficult to to keep it going. Whereas if you've got other things that you're doing, if you're contributing to people, if you're impacting lives, if you're developing yourself and people around you, then it becomes something that, you know, when it is difficult, like we've just been through two or three years of a very difficult time, that's what keeps you excited about getting up in the morning and 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 doing something, even though you may not necessarily be making a ton of money as you, as you, you know, going through that.
0: For sure. And when you got clear on like what your mission and purpose was, what, what did it become or what, what was it from the beginning? You
1: know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's been something that I guess, you know, you continue to, to refine and, and think about and and realize, and, and you've got a lot of it comes down to focus because it's, uh, you know, as you start a business, you have an idea and then you get a bit of success and then other people come to you with more ideas and can you do this and do you want to work with that? And and so you get quite distracted and you, you can, you know, as, as I've done, you go off in lots of different directions and then you're like, actually, no, hang on, let's try and bring this back down. You know, what what is a good thing to focus on that can provide a financial success um, but also fulfill me. And, and, and I think it's an ongoing thing. You've got to spend time. You've got to talk to people around you. You've got to figure out and, um, and you, and you just sort of hone it as you go through life. And, and it's not easy. It's very, I found it very difficult and, um, you know, it was quite late on life as, and then even now I'm still refining that. Um, but I suppose what I do know is that, that, you know, it's, it's, being involved in this health wellness fitness space I, you know that's something that i feel is kind of the right place for me to be and that's very broad because it could mean you know could, there's, there's a number of things from what you eat what you drink how you train equipment clothes, there's, there's a it's still a quite a big area but i think i think that space is something that i feel is part of my mission and and where that takes me uh, you know there's, there's still you know that's i suppose that's the exciting part you can still sort of um, there's still a lot of opportunities out there that, you know, you may not know exactly what they are, to, where, where you are today, but if you've got a direction and the belief and, and, uh, determination, then you, you know, it all sort of slowly comes together.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you built this, this global $33 million business, which is more than a lot of people can say, re- achieving that, that level of growth and, and success. When someone asks you, what do you do? What do you, how do you answer
1: that? What do I do? Well, like in terms of my, my 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 sort of role within the company, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, I guess how do you answer the question? Well, you, I, I, I suppose there's a there's a number of things that I'm I'm aware of, and uh, you know, one one is I is is really understand keeping really being becoming as much as possible an expert on the market I'm in. So I, I also run a podcast. I've been doing it for five years, and I interview people from all over the space from trainers to business owners to product developers and, and so that's something I do every week and it, it keeps me in touch with what's going on and I suppose keeps me on the cutting edge of things and, and allows me as a, 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 a my customers and the people that are, are working for and around me to 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 stay on top of things and to and to start you know to to, to be able to Anticipate where we should go next. So that's a big part of what I do, and, and where, I've always can, done it. Where can people check that out? It's called Escape Your Limits podcast. So our company's called Escape Fitness, and the podcast is Escape Your Limits. We it's on YouTube and iTunes and everywhere else like that. So I nice. I do a bunch of fun stuff there. I work out with people and, and interview people and that sort of thing. So that's that's part of what I do. And then taking that information and then bringing that inside of the business and figuring out whether whether there's any products, whether there's any sort of areas, customers, market opportunities. So we're really trying to sort of connect the dots in terms of what we should be doing as an organization. And then, um, you know, everything from product development I'm involved with, have got a great team and, and I, you know, sort of add my knowledge into what we're doing from a product development side, marketing, sales, operations, finance, you know, it, as a business owner, you kind of have to have a good understanding of all those different areas. Recruitment. I don't necessarily now get involved in the weeds of all that. Um, you know, all, all, all of those areas, but I certainly are very involved in it. But I, I would say most of you know my my sort of core areas. I is important for me with with the skills that I have, and, and then working with the rest of my family that have complementary skills is is really on the the product side, sales, marketing. And then, um, supporting the the people within my team to make sure that anything that's getting in their way from being successful, that I'm, I'm sort of helping them, uh, to sort of overcome those, those barriers and, and do, you know, do what they need to do.
0: Nice. Well, we're kind of on your, your podcast, the escape your limits podcast. What, what are some of the biggest lessons or takeaways or aha moments that you've experienced from interviewing people on the podcast? That you've integrated into your own life uh, or or business that, that that have been beneficial for you.
1: Yeah. How, how long have you How long have you been doing your one, Anthony? Since two, uh, I, today's the first day. How's it going? We launched it in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. So so you've done you've been doing it for a long time. And I, like I two hundred and sixty episodes or so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's impressive. So as as you know, every every guest. Is there's there's something in every single one of them you know there's there's well there's there's probably more than something but you always kind of have takeaways and and I, I, I we interview everybody from marketing people to um, business owners trainers nutritionalists there's a real mixture of people and and I, I suppose you know like I, I like to try and understand what makes people tick what makes people succeed and 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 I sort of have a little thing in my phone a bunch of notes where I sort of put every one of those kind of like key moments or things that have really impacted me and I try and try and keep a list but the list has got so long and there's so many different things in there but I I, I suppose it's it's I've had a big impact on my general health and fitness you know I I thought I know I thought I knew a lot about the industry was which I was in but as you start to talk to people you find that there's so many different areas and and I guess one of the things that I found and I'm fortunate like you are to be able to do this for a podcast where every week I get to ask whatever I want with some fantastic people. And, you know, that that's worth the coaching alone of some of the people is worth an absolute fortune. And, and, and so being able to then record that and share that with other people so they can get the benefit is huge. And, and so I think it's really important to, to be a, a continual learner is, is never to think that, you know, everything because that that certainly limits your potential in life. If you think whatever you do, if you think that you know more than everyone else, um, then you know you, you're not going to get very far. And 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 it's amazing the the small things that you can learn from people that or, or remind you about things that that if you apply some of that stuff to your life, it can make a huge difference. And and so just having. Something within your life where you're constantly investing some focus time, you know, not just sort of scrolling through YouTube, watching anything that comes in front of you, but having a a purpose, listening to it, taking notes, thinking about how you can apply it, um, and then creating a habit around it. I I think that's probably the best way I can boil it down because there's just been so many wonderful lessons. My life, as, as I'm sure yours has, is totally shifted as a result of. What I do with the podcast, you know, part of that is the preparation. You know, I spend a couple of hours preparing for the guests, thinking about questions, trying to think of what I want to know and what, you know, how I can help other people. And then you you do the interview, and then you review things. So there's a lot of work, and I I guess in my regular work life, I I don't really get that time to step back and 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 to study uh, because you've got families and jobs and workouts and stuff to go on. So I think forcing yourself to have that one or two hours a week. You know, you add that up over a number of years, and and you're going to be in a great place. Um, and and plus, you know, you you as you know, you make a lot of great connections. And so, I think that's probably the second thing is 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 never underestimate the power of of, of your network. And and so, if you if you don't have a podcast and can't have a podcast, then it's always important to be thinking of ways of how you can be um, in sales. We call it prospecting and you know, i encourage all of my salespeople to be constantly trying to talk to some new people you know every week force yourself one or two people new people new conversations new connections and uh, not all of them are going to go anywhere but but if you're if you're actively forcing yourself to go out and meet new people speak to new things then again over time you're learning more information but you're also making connections with people and then you only need you know like one percent of those people to introduce to someone else to someone else and again the course of your life and your business can, can change massively. But, and it's like, and, and probably the third thing then is, is unless you take those, that, those lessons, those connections, and then you sort of apply those into your life with, with some action, um, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you do apply that, then it's, it's extremely powerful. And, you know, that's probably a very simple success formula that we could all sort of continue to remind ourselves uh, of on a regular basis
0: what's up guys it's anthony here and i interrupt this broadcast because i just opened up the coolest package it was uh it was one of the first packages that arrived at our p.o box and It included a bottle of uh, CBD infused hydrating body lotion from it looks like American Shaman is the company and I haven't tried it yet, so I can't necessarily vouch for it, but it looks pretty dope. A Liberty Lives sticker, a whole bunch of USA stickers and uh red white and blue and home of the brave and that sort of thing a 75 dollar gift card to lowe's which is pretty awesome and a little note cheers to making your own furniture and then i've got a cool uh envelope with a letter here that i haven't opened but i will open on the air and uh if if it's cool with the author um share it with you guys and you know if if there's a question or two on there that i could help with be happy to do that so um i love this i absolutely love getting stuff in the mail and uh with all the digital censorship and everything that's been going on it's it's a great way for us to be able to stay in touch and open those lines of communication and just being real with you guys I've been putting a ton of my resources into our North Carolina property. We had to buy an excavator. We have put in over a mile of roads into mountains at 3,500 feet that are filled with like thick, almost rainforest uh, topography. And now we're kind of getting to the point where I could build a home. And I don't, I don't have a, you know, a couple million dollars in the bank. But I'm, you know, I'm comfortable. I live good. I have everything I need and I'm super, super blessed. Um, But if you guys feel compelled to contribute, if you feel that, There has been a contribution to the value that you have received from the Biohacking Secrets Show, the Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus, our coaching program, anything that we've put out there, some of our videos, whatever it is, if it's uplifted your life physically, mentally, spiritually, and you feel that the value that you have received exceeds the value that you've given um, and you have the means to do so, I'd love to open up uh, an opportunity for you to send in a donation that will go towards me building my house in North Carolina. And cash is amazing. Silver from Gainesville Coins is amazing. And really anything that you feel called to share. And if you're not in a position to share, obviously, like I'm not, I'm not trying to put you in a situation at all. That's not the purpose here. It's only if. If there's abundance in your life, if you feel that the value that you've received from the things that we've put out exceeds the value that you've given, then uh, you can send in some something cool along with a handwritten letter to P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, Illinois, 60015. That's P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, one word, Illinois, 60015. And... Uh, If you do do so, like, yes, silver from Gainesville coins is amazing. Yes, cash is amazing. And I can use those things to help build a house in North Carolina. Oh, and a super dope biohacking gym that, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot that we're going to do with that, with our events and with our coaching program and everything that you guys will see. But I got to build a biohacking gym and a home. And that's what your donations would be going towards. Um, But if you do do that, please include a handwritten letter, share a little bit of your story, some of the ways that your life has changed or improved. If you have any questions, you can include one or two of those in the letter and I will answer them on the air. And I think it's an awesome way for us to stay connected, stay in touch, avoid some of the online. And, uh, and you guys could help me build my house and biohacking, biohacker gym. It'd be amazing. It's a win-win for everybody. So yes, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening and being part of this journey. Much love to you. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. I mean, there's probably some overlap here, but this dovetails into my next question, which was, like, for for a fitness business owner or an entrepreneur that owns a business in the health space, What are what are your recommendations for someone that wants to grow their business? And I know that's a super general question, but, like, you know, that the, the, does that tie into the answers that you just gave? Be a continual learner, be intentional with with your how you're going through the day? Are you are you deconstructing the information you're learning and looking for opportunities to apply it in your life? Are you translating that into daily and weekly and monthly habits? How, you know, are you integrating with people socially and making new connections and touching base with existing connections? Like or or, or is it a different answer for someone that you know, has a, uh, that wants to grow a fitness business as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. As you said, uh, Anthony, it's, it's it's a broad question and and every, you know, there's different stages that you go through. And in the beginning, you know, it could be a sales challenge where you just want to bring more customers. And then as you grow, it could be a supply chain challenge, which a lot of people are dealing with at the moment. And then it could be a cash flow problem because you've got customers and you've got stock, but you you know, you've got to fund the growth. So there are a lot of different um, areas that, that will change as you go on, um, on an ever, you know, never ending ending basis. But I, I think, I, I think the, you know, if you look at at you as an individual, I think that's probably the best way to look at it because there's certain things you can control and certain things you can't control. And what you can control is, is, is who shows up within that business. And And I think probably the, the, you know, number one lesson, which is kind of relevant to what we're talking about today is, is you, you yourself have to make sure that in terms of your values and, and the hierarchy of those values is that your own personal health, wellness and fitness is, is at the top. Why do I say that? You know, why do you put that over family, employees making money is because if you don't put that at the top, then your relationships with your family is going to suffer, your relationship with your employees way that you deal with tough situations you're going to be responsive in a particular way if you're tired and 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 worn down and and we've all done it but you know if if you're in a good place mentally physically um or or as best place you can be by working out getting your rest and recovery eating well and and just kind of having that good balance of life then you're going to be the best version of you. You're gonna think clearer. You're gonna come with the energy. You're gonna be able to solve problems. You're gonna be able to work longer than anyone else in a in a great state. And and things are gonna go a lot better. But as everybody knows, you know, when when you're not in a particular good state and something hits you and then another thing hits you, you crash and it and it goes terribly wrong. So I think that's probably the best advice that you can give and then and then once you've got that you know and you've got to create a lot of habits just just working out means you've got to have discipline you've got to have habits and you've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and you've got to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do and 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 if you've got that like, like you know like as an example whenever I go to the gym we've got a cold plunge and it's very painful and there's uh, there's nights when I go to the gym and I'm like I don't want to do this for five minutes because I'd just rather go into the sauna and get in a shower and go home but I kind of force myself to do it because it's uncomfortable and it it gets you. you I think if I can do that, just the same as I used to like, you know, I always used to start at the beginning of a week with leg day because that was the most difficult workout that you could do. But once you've done those things, you've done your leg day, you've done your cold plunge or whatever it is for you, then anything else is going to be easier. You know, nothing's more difficult than sitting five minutes in freezing cold water that that's going to happen today. You know, if you can deal with that, you're good. Or nothing's going to be more difficult than sort of doing, you know, doing 45 minutes with legs where you just can't walk anymore. Uh, So whatever those things are for you, you know, do them first. And then the other stuff is, you know, the the other stuff is going to be a lot easier to to deal with and to navigate through.
0: I like that. Do you still do leg day on Mondays?
1: Sometimes I kind of mix it up. It depends on where I am and my mood. I I, now I, I, I kind of every day I sort of put, every day is as tough as leg day. I, I always, I always prioritize my kind of legs because it was a weak body part. And I thought it's going to be a strong body part. And, and, um, and so I never neglect my legs. In some cases I do legs like three or four times just because it's tough and I, I want to do it. Um, so I kind of love training legs now, uh, but most people don't. And, um, but no, this, this week I did, I did, um, sort of, some upper body, I, I, I did some running, so I, I sort of mixed things up a little bit, depending on my mood.
0: <laughs> what, what are your favorite leg exercises? Well,
1: I, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm, I've got a bit of a sort of a love affair at the moment. There's a Kaiser squat in my gym. I don't know if you know, it's like an air resistance machine. And yeah. so you can, you can do like really explosive stuff and you can load it a lot without it putting a lot of pressure on your back and your knees. And so I like to sort of try and put as you know I put 350 400 on and I like to try and do 20 25 as many reps I can and then when I get off it I've got like this heart rate strap and, and my I'm at like 99% max heart rate and I'm <laughs> I can't breathe for like 2 minutes afterwards and it's just an amazing it, you know I love I have a love hate relationship so I, t- I tend to do that a little bit um, I've been doing I interviewed a guy called Brett Contreras who's, who's he's the glute yeah. guy I don't know if you know him but yeah, he, he, likes, he he likes
0: the hip thrusters
1: and He likes the hip thrusters, but he also taught me some stuff on these Bulgarian split squats, which I've been doing. One, it kind of it's it's great for my back and and and, and my hips, and um, and it and it's, destroys your legs, particularly if you load up. So I've been I've been sort of incorporating that into some of my leg work. And what does what, what does that look
0: like for our listeners who might not be familiar with the Bulgarian split squat?
1: So it's essentially a, a single leg squat. So you're, you so if you put your back foot on a bench. You kind of rest your rest your sort of like knee rest rest your sort of your your, yeah rest your knee on a bench, and then you put your other leg in front of you like a lunge, and you basically put a set a pair of dumbbells in your hand, and you just squat down, and um and that particularly if you load it that that sort of rips things up, but it's a great it's a great exercise, and there's a lot of research about you know training, particularly your legs, if you do it independently. Excuse me, um, if you do single legs at a time. Meant to be a lot more effective than two. So yeah. I've been drinking my green drink, and it's um, I've got like a piece of uh, wheatgrass or something. something <laughs> in my as I...
0: That that Kaiser squat uh, also sounds. I mean, that that sounds like I would vomit even even attempting
1: that. It's 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 great. It's because you can just you can push it's one of those movements where you can just push it as hard as you can push it and uh and it's got this delayed reaction you know like rowing if you row really hard you sort of yeah. when you get off it you kind of think you're okay and then all of a sudden like it it hits you it's like shit i, I can't breathe anymore yeah. kaiser squats uh, a little bit like that
0: <laughs> yeah we used to do the like uh 500 meter row challenge like how fast <laughs> can you do 500 meters and every time I would be like lying in my lawn or lying next to the the Concept Two roll machine, my my best time was one twenty six, and it was like wow. cons- consistently made me feel like I was just dying and, and, and gonna hurl. And I I hate that feeling, but you also kind of love it, um, yeah, because there's so just not sort of, yeah, th- there's not a lot of opportunities where we get to where we get to experience that. Um, okay, so the putting your personal health and wellness and fitness at the top. And you mentioned that you work out later in the day. So, and, and and there's been this recommendation of doing the most important thing first. So, what what is like the first you know hour or two hours of your day look like?
1: Yeah, mine's very much dictated from, by my business. So I'm on I'm on the west coast, um, uh, a big part of our, our head office, and a lot of key people that work with us and, and my partners are in the UK. So, so we're eight hours different. So my first, um, so I get up at about five ish, depending on, on the day. I, and then I start my calls at six and I'll do, I'll, I'll sort of do calls between sort of six and 12 only because it's, it's, I, I just, it's the only time where I can, I can get in touch with people and get stuff done. It wouldn't be my choice. You know, I'd get up mm-hmm. and I'd work out, which is what I do if I'm in, if I'm in Europe, but when I'm here, I, I just can't put that, I can't fit in the day or otherwise I don't get in touch with people. And so as a result of that, then I have to work out in the evening. And so I kind of work, you know, 10 to 12 hours ish most days. So I'll, so as soon as I'm finished, I'll, I will then go and do my workout sort of in the evening, um, which isn't ideal, but it, it, you know, it's, it is what it is.
0: Okay. So like 6 PM, 7 PM, you go work out.
1: Yeah, normally about six thirty, and then I'll do I'll do sort of an hour and hour and a half, and I'll I'll do normally do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, Friday, Saturday off, Sunday. That that's typically, and then on then on the weekend I tend to do other stuff. You know, just sort of activities, walking and swimming and cycling, anything. So I, I like to try and sort of do some movement most days. I, I think that's. Um, I think it's a really good thing to do, um, and and also you know I've got this. I don't know if you've seen. I've got these levels. Have you tried levels? The no, but a bunch of people have been talking about them. The, yeah. the, the continuous glucose monitor. Yeah, so I've I've been using that, and I've I've I didn't really appreciate, it, but when you've had food, although I eat reasonably well, um, just going getting a walk in once you've eaten, um, getting some kind of movement really sort of helps. Your uh, you know level out your glucose after your meal, so I've I've started to sort of pay a little bit more attention to that as well. And I, I guess in most cases, you know, we just we just don't move enough, do we? Really, you know, most most people, right. and, uh, Particularly through the pandemic. So just yeah. trying to get your steps in.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I agree. I had a I had a sweet mate my freshman year of college. This guy, his name was Palaka Patel, and uh, obviously an Indian guy. And he he'd go for a walk after every meal. It was like part of his culture and something yeah. everyone in his family had done. So every time we ate, he'd get up and he'd go take off and he'd go walk for twenty or thirty minutes, just as like a part of you know his yeah, wellness great. routine. And he he wasn't big he wasn't a big gym guy, but you know he was walking and had had some wisdom there about yeah. monitoring and and uh, glucose disposal and, yeah. and insulin sensitivity. Um, When do you eat dinner?
1: Again, later than I'd like to. So I, I I kind of do a bit of an intermittent fasting. So I, I, I try and finish my last meal at around about if I can eight thirty ish, and then I'll start again. I have my first meal at two. Um, so I'll and then in you know now where are we two forty. So I'll I'll kind of kick off with. So I have a green, athletic greens, which which technically does break the fast. And, and I'll, and to sort of, you know, between maybe 11 and two where I sort of feel as I need something, I'll have a bulletproof coffee, which apparently, depend on who you speak to, but the majority seems to say that doesn't break your fast So I'll put a little bit of um, MCT oil and butter, and then a kind of a double espresso shot. And I have my greens at two. And then once we're finished on here, I'll, I'll either have some, uh, well, i have some kind of protein. So I'll depend on where I am, protein shake, try and keep the carbs pretty low um get some fats protein some nuts that kind of thing um and then i'll sort of have depending on what i'm doing and how i eat i'll have one or two meals after that i may just have the protein and then my sort of evening one or if i can i'll do my protein i'll have some maybe some like eggs and meat or something and then i'll do an evening meal as well so kind of like two to three
0: that sounds pretty good. I like that. I'm, I'm like getting hungry as we're talking about it. I'm still, I'm still fasted right now. And I was like, I was <laughs> jumping, I was jumping into our interview. Like, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be. How uh, do you
1: do? What do you do? Do you do intermittent or are you just doing, you doing a longer yeah, class?
0: Mo- most days intermittent. I just, I find my brain works better when I'm, when I'm uh, fasting yeah. and then, and then I do dinners, my first meal of the day. So I usually do dinner and sometimes another dinner after that, but still cutting it off three to four hours before bed. How and, many hours uh, do
1: you frost then? Oh, so usually
0: if, if I eat my first meal, like call it five 30 PM yeah. my time, um, I'll usually cut off food around eight 30 or nine at the latest, oh, wow. but, but, but sometimes five 30 is it, you know, if I have wow. a big meal at five 30, then, then it's just one meal a day. And then I'm yeah. fasting the rest of the time. And, and I, you know, I wake up, I do some work. Uh, I usually do like black espresso, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm I'm leaning out a little bit right now, and then I'll go get strength and cardio and sauna, cold shower afterwards. I do a couple cold plunges a week. There's this place called like Chicago Sweat Lodge where they've got a 37 degree cold plunge mm-hmm. pool. I, I, nice. I told this story in the in the last episode. I ended up in there for like 15, 20 minutes on wow. uh, on Sunday. There was a guy that I was like shooting the shit with, and we were having a good time, and then we both went into the cold plunge, and I had a feeling he was gonna. It was going to be one of those unspoken cold plunge competitions
1: yeah <laughs> and I
0: of talking about it. i'm like i'm like i think he's gonna go for it i'm like all right let's go and then and, and we ended up we were, we were there for like 15 or 20 minutes uh wow
1: that's pretty cool i that's let him so, get out i let him get yeah. out
0: first um but it was it was fun and and yeah so i love i love that stuff too how do you balance your responsibilities as a businessman? and uh and and your commitment to your own health and wellness and fitness along with like the responsibilities of being a husband and and uh, a father
1: yeah as i said you you just got to prioritize it because if not it it will the business will take over everything and and you've just got to make sure that um and i've got i've got a lot better well I've, i've i've done it for such a long time now so i'm i suppose i'm used to it so whether i'm traveling i used to do a lot pre-pandemic i was we have um a factory in china and, and and one in england and we have customers all over so i was i used to travel a lot um but where, where wherever i went to whether I at a meeting whatever then i would just make sure that it would i'd, I'd have my workout planned so if, if we were going to go for a meeting in a day and then have dinner I would just start later and get my workout done in the morning or if it was in reverse, I'd make sure I get back in the afternoon, clear myself a couple of hours where I can have a workout, get myself sorted, get ready. But you've just, you've got to plan it in. It's because you've got to stick it on the schedule or mental schedule and you got to say, right, that's what I'm going to do it and have a figure out where you're going to do it. Um, you know, I, I, I can even if I don't have a gym in the hotel, which I always try and get. But a pair of running shoes, and then I'll look for a park. I'll do a bunch of body weight stuff: single leg squats on a machine, pull ups, dips, press ups. You can get a pretty intense workout with with your body weight, um, and or, or a light set of dumbbells. So I, I kind of figure all that bit out, and then um, you know, make sure you got your sort of food as well before and after you work out. Otherwise, you're going to be hungry and you eat a load of shit and that's not good. That'll undo everything you've got. So, so getting some take, take stuff with me, my greens, my protein and all that kind of thing. I sort of got that dialed in. And I think most people forget about that as well, because it's about convenience. And if you are traveling and you get back and in your hotel and they've got, all they've got is just junk and you're starving, then unless you're super disciplined, you end, you end up eating something you shouldn't do. So, um, and I think fast, if the intermittent fasting is pretty good for, for that because you can, pretty much just as you say like one meal a day i I went to new york last week and it was and it was really easy because it's like okay no plain food whatever i'm just gonna have some water and i'm just gonna eat when i get there that's me done um and and so if you've got if you're providing you have the right sort of food within that window it's it's great you know it's, it's yeah it's very convenient
0: <laughs> for sure for sure i'm a big fan of like when i'm traveling and stuff like that just just sticking to that one meal a day thing and sometimes if i get hungry during the day i'll just throw back a couple handfuls of like chlorella and spirulina and you know keep drinking water maybe some maybe some espresso here and there and it it just kind of works itself out and it's it's less to manage you know where you're like yeah. oh i gotta find a healthy lunch and i gotta find a healthy dinner it's just it becomes overwhelming and then you're like yeah oh. you know so where's escape fitness at today and like are you guys are you guys you work with a ton of different gyms and you supply them with a lot of your your innovations and equipment. Maybe you could kind of tell our listeners a bit more about Escape Fitness, what you guys do, who you work with and and what you're all about.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh so we we um we work with gyms across across the world. So if some a lot of people come to us and they want help with designing the gym, uh so that's a big part of what we do. And we create a lot of these functional training spaces. We, we install freeway areas, functional training areas. We provide education to the trainers and the gym. so we'll show them how to use the equipment. Uh, we've got a whole suite of, of programs and, and, um, and, and certification courses that we do. And then we've got a bunch of cool equipment from, you know, people like to do the tire flips. We have uh-huh. these, these sort of really cool-looking tires and plyo boxes. we just launched a product called the Barrow which is, allows you to do sled work and farmers um, loaded carries, which is a brand new yeah. product, um, which we've just launched. Um, so a lot of what we do is, is for commercial gyms, and we work with everybody from Equinox, UFC, um, 24 Hour Fitness, um, Orange Theory. So most of the brands that most that people will see, we're probably in LA Fitness, we're, we're probably in, some of our products are in in those, and we do a lot in in the residential markets, so apartment complexes, hotels, schools. We do a ton of stuff with a lot of the big big schools as well. So you'll find our stuff everywhere. It, it is very, it's, although people do put it in their homes it's kind of more commercial but we do have some really cool products like the bulgarian bag and sandbags and that sort of stuff that are, are great tools that you can i don't know if you've tried the bulgarian bag have you yeah yeah i got
0: i've, I've got a, a uh sup, supples bulgarian bag yeah yeah, yeah so, my, so my we're there. like an awesome wrestler that turned me on to him
1: yeah so that's ivan so we're his sort of official distributor for the club business and that's a oh, nice a, that's a wonderful wonderful products. I'd recommend checking out because you can do so much with it. It's, it's a strength you could get your heart rate up. It's, it's, it does a lot of rotational stuff. It's one of those few products that kind of does everything that you really need in a, in a training tool. And it's about You know, I used to stick them in the back of my, in the boot of my car. And if I, if I was traveling, not flying and and I wanted to work out, then I would just pull that out the back and I'd be in the car park doing yeah. bag spins.
0: This is the people that aren't familiar. It almost like, if you picture like a goat, like if you were to work out with a goat and, and like hold, you know, hold the front legs and the back legs, that's kind of like what a Bulgarian bag is. It's like, and then and, you know, you can swing the goat around. But what are these Bulgarian bag swings?
1: Yeah, so it's so it's like if you imagine a kettlebell swing, which is which is kind of like a linear movement. Yeah, the swing is a rotational movement. So you're kind of almost like throwing it. Like so, the goat is a great example because apparently that's where the story started. That if you were Ivan was a Greco wrestler, um, if you used to win, if, if, if back in Bulgaria. As, as legend has it if you won a wrestling competition then you get you get to take the goat you won the goat and, <laughs> and so what you do is you pick it up by you imagine the goat on his back you pick it up by the front legs and the back legs and it would and that's kind of the shape of it and then what you would do is you'd kind of like imagine like swinging it around and putting it on your on the back uh, which is one of the moves that you do so the spin is essentially you kind of do that but you go all the way around and you do it left and right and then you do front so that's the spin it's a great move. Gotcha. It's it's great for your core, um, balance, strength. It's it's a really wonderful functional movement for many different sports out there. And um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's one of my sort of favorite uh, bits to put in my workout program.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great implement, and it. I mean, it wreaks havoc on your grip too. There's yeah. there's there's so much you can do with it. Where like. So that, that exercise, the the bogey bag spins, it's like, it's kind of similar to like if you took like a a 45 pound plate and you were doing like halos and swinging it around, but it's much more functional. And uh, yeah, it has, it has a a functional twist. Well, this is, this has been great. Matthew, thank you for coming on. Um, What, anything else that you want to leave our listeners with you've got the escape your limits podcast guys, go check that out. uh, If you haven't already, Um, escape fitness is where you escapefitness.com is where you've got all of your 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 gym build outs and consulting and and that sort of thing yeah where else can people stay up to date on cool things you're working on and that sort of that sort of stuff
1: yeah thank you Um, so if you from a business perspective linkedin i do a bunch of stuff on there so you could just put my name which is on screen here uh, and Instagram—that's kind of where we share a bunch of stuff. And yeah, as you say, you know, check out the uh, Escape Fitness YouTube channel. There's a bunch of information there: workouts, business ideas, literally hundreds and hundreds of videos on there with some great content. And then yeah, if you if you ever want anything, you know, message me and I'll I'll look after any of your guests uh, if they if they're looking for anything. We'll uh, we'll take care. I'm just mention your podcast, and we'll. Uh, we will we will definitely um, look after them
0: awesome thank you brother i've enjoyed our conversation appreciate you coming on and sharing your your energy and time and wisdom and uh yeah thank you so much
1: thank you anthony and keep up the good work appreciate what you're doing with the podcast and uh congrats for doing it for such a long time yeah thank you. Thank you
0: none of us are born with the warrior spirit it is taught and trained on the wrestling mats of Iowa, the mountains of Dagestan, and in homes across the world. Courage is learned from mentors and elders. Bravery is inoculated by a regimen of strategic training and discipline. This discipline culminates when the warrior has garnered the skill set to do what most men can't or won't when he willingly runs into the fires of initiation because that is where his people need him. We feel disconnected when we chase the false idols of money, material possessions, and comfort. But true purpose and freedom are earned by training those parts of ourselves from which most men run. Some heavy shit is coming down, brothers. And those who rise to accept this call will go through it and win. The body, mind, and spirit are your instruments of victory. One cannot be properly trained while ignoring the other two. Our elite one-on-one coaching program is this training and your call to rise. Whether you're trying to build muscle, burn fat as fast as possible, upgrade your brain, reclaim your health, or unleash the warrior within, I will build you a personalized game plan to take your body, mind, and spirit to their true potential. At BiohackerCoaching.com, you will tap into the most cutting edge health, anti-aging, and transformation protocols personalized exclusively for you to radically enhance your physical and mental performance. You'll have me in your corner as your coach and guide with detailed instructions and advanced custom techniques to optimize your life, weaponize your body, and bulletproof your mind so that you achieve your goals as fast and safe as humanly possible. You'll discover science-derived lifestyle hacks I've only shared with our roster of Olympic gold medalists, world-class athletes, US special forces, high-level businessmen, and super achievers from all walks of life, people ruthlessly committed to unlocking their ultimate capabilities. This program is for beginners, intermediate, and advanced fitness levels and provides everything you need to optimize your body, mind, and spirit's full capacity. We run labs and, bro- and blood work first because we believe in testing, not guessing. Then we use those data points to build you a unique, personalized program to correct underlying challenges and transform you into the man or woman you're here to become. Whether you're wanting to get shredded, add pounds of lean muscle, sharpen your mental focus and brain power, or heal, everything you need is included and you'll have me in your corner holding you accountable, and guiding you through every step of the way. Because this isn't something I outsource to other coaches who may not have the skill set or experience you need, I can only work with five men each month. To grab a time for us to speak and determine if our Apex coaching program is a fit, go to biohackercoaching.com and book a time for you and I to discuss your goals. Because we receive 50 to 100 applications each month for these five spots, if you'd like to request your application gets moved to the top of the list, send me a text message to my personal phone at 847-989-3743 and let me know why you're ready to change your life. This is elite, personalized training at the highest level with zero guesswork. Only a small handful of people get this level of access to me and these teachings. If you've resonated with this, go to biohackercoaching.com now and fill out the short application form to grab a time for us to connect. Strength and honor.